You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Joe's cracking up. Ladies on and gentlemen, you should have seen it. It was almost like that SNL skit where they're sitting there, they got the headphones on. They're just like, oh, oh, the hello. NPR. Yes, exactly. NPR? That's yeah, exactly nice. how you started that. I'm taking that as a compliment. <laughs> and my name is Krista Brazo, and with me is it's Joe Horsmeyer. And we have a guest with us, as always, today. What Can you introduce yourself, please? Stuart Enzer. Nice to have you with us today. Great to see you, Stuart. Yes. Good to be here. Thanks. Yes. Good. Welcome to Off the Clock. Cool. So why don't we start with your Johnsonville story? How long have you, when did you start? Kind of bring us through any roles you had, any teams you belong to, that sort of thing. So I've been here 10 years as of this past January 3rd. All right. Uh, got, had a career totally in meat science, meat technology. Okay. Product development in the meat industry. Mm-hmm crossed red meats and poultry oh, wow. i uh, work in the uh, at the tech center mm-hmm. it's part of the r&d team and um it's going great nice. <laughs> going great recently actually coming up on a year of being a uh, half time even oh so i'm privileged to, to be able to do that too. yeah Very wow nice. cool do you belong to any kind of teams best place to work or first responder I was like best that? place to work at the tech center for, for quite a while mm-hmm. okay. gone down to half time and not you know quite as sure. involved sure yeah yeah but uh no it's a great place to work yes it sure <laughs> is team. good for you though half time man i, I don't even <laughs> that will not be an option for me <laughs> for a long time that's how so. i started actually yeah. i was part-time for five years mm. and then i finally went full-time yeah it was fun while it lasted of course kids are out of the house and the wife still working full time and has the health insurance, so it's oh, working there you out go. Great. That is That's perfect. Yeah. yeah, good for you. Good. good for you. All right, Stuart. So uh, you work at the tech center, and uh, you've been here for ten years. You're now um, half time, as you called it, which is awesome. <laughs> I love thinking about it like that. Uh, but let's get on to your off-the-clock story. I've heard a rumor that uh, you bicycle into work for half of the year. Is that is that safe to say? Oh, pretty close. To probably eight months or so. Okay. Eight months of the year. You know, it's in um, early November when the time changes, I stop. Okay. You know, it becomes dark. I don't mm-hmm. want to. Don't want to be at risk on the road sure. in the dark. And then as soon as the weather lets me, um, it's more kind of. Um, light dependent and when the you know the snow stops in sure. March April yeah and I get back on the road and it's just a great way to the start and end the day got to get to work one way or another and yeah. being on the bike is it's just a great way to get the exercise in and and get to work yeah how far away do you live from so I live on the north side of Sheboygan okay so I just come up uh, LS and hit uh, Playbird and come all the way across on Playbird to M and just jog over to, to work from there. And that so is a about healthy 11 ride. 11 mm-hmm. and a half miles. So wow. Just rolling past the, 
past the uh, dairy farms and trying to miss, uh, you know, what the uh, manure spreaders are left on the sure. <laughs> It makes for some off-roading there yeah, when that happens. It's not in a, always a straight line. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so how long have you been doing this? Uh, just since I started. You know, it was really a nice opportunity. Really? for a different company in Omaha, and that was a commute on the, the freeway, so I didn't get a chance to, to do that then. So as, as soon as I got here and... It was more rural and uh, better situation traffic-wise. So I've been doing it for essentially the last 10 years. Wow. And so Playbird, that would be kind of a, a safer route, right? It's not as heavily traveled as, say, like J or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's many days where once I get on Playbird, uh, especially once I get past Dairyland, I may get passed by one or two cars all the way to M. Wow. Many. There's times where there's none. So And it's a rougher road, too. It's sure. It's well kept. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of hills. Just rolling, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. That's cool. that's awesome. So when you, did you bicycle before this? Have you had a, you know? I've, yeah, since junior high, I've been into kind of the, the, you know, endurance sports. I played some football early on, like through ninth grade, and then I became a runner. Okay. Found, figured out I could run in uh, in football, when, doing laps around sure. the field. And um, so I started running. I ran through high school. Uh, competed in college in cross country and track at Ohio State. Nice. And Fantastic. Then kept it up for a while, and, but was biking some along the side. And it's just as I got older mm-hmm. uh, and the body wasn't as willing to run, then I, uh, you know, biked more and more. And it's it's a lot uh, a lot easier on the joints. Sure. Yeah, I believe it. So, do you ever participate in races or anything like that? I've done some organized rides, you know, longer distance rides like centuries and, and that, but. Um, I also enjoy just getting out on my own, being yeah. on the north side of Sheboygan. You just, you know, head up. Along the lake? LS, yeah. you know, along the lake, and then get out into the country, and you can't take a wrong turn in terms of a nice road <laughs> to ride That's on. a good yeah. point. So, yeah. So it's really nice. So I get, you know, the during the week, I you know, I'm doing that 23 miles a day. Yeah. And then when I'm off, then I can go out for 30, 40 mile, uh, <laughs> easily, mile rides, and then every once in a while I'll do a century or something like, like that a little bit longer. Okay, so now uh, Shane Bennon, um, he rides his bike. Mm-hmm. You know, does he still do that? I, I've it's been as, five years since I was at Riverside. So as far as I know, he does. Okay, all right. And he's pretty serious about it. He rides with a group. Okay, that's I kinda, who I was gonna get at. Tend with. to ride on my own a okay. little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he's pretty serious at it. Yeah. Sure. So let's get into your equipment. Do you have like a highfalutin bike and all that good stuff? Or? <laughs> you want to know the details? <laughs> of course, of course I do. Yeah. So my commuter bike is uh, I converted over a mountain bike, which is nice because, like I said, Playbird's a little on the rough side. Mm-hmm. So I've got a mountain bike with uh, so wider tires, but I put the slick, smooth tires on it, not sure. the knobby tires. Uh-huh. And did a couple other changes, like a larger chainring, which is the gears up front. Sure, sure. Without you know running out of out of gears on the bike. Yeah. So I commute on that, and I've had that. It's a actually a really nice bike, a titanium frame, which is a really nice bike. So we'll never rust. So, so that's, that is that a lighter? It's lighter. Okay. Yeah, and it's really strong, and mm-hmm. nope, it's not painted. It's just you know just the metal color. Just bike. Since like '92, <laughs> I've owned it. Oh wow! Really? It looks, nice. Yeah, it looks yeah, it's still in great shape. And you did those modifications yourself. Yeah, I one at one point in my career we lived out in rural Texas and we were like an hour and a half away from the nearest bike shop. Yeah. So I got the book and the tools and I learned how to do the vast majority of the <laughs> repairs myself and adjustments and the that commuter bike that I've got I actually when I purchased it it came in two boxes a bare frame and all the parts in another box and I just had somebody they had 
a couple of it's called the bottom bracket and the headset you have mm-hmm. to have special tools to install those bearings and i built wheels and put the rest of the bike together all the trailers and everything wow so, so how many miles do you think are on your bike then on that commuter yeah oh 30,000 miles oh, or so, probably. <laughs> have you ever done the math to figure out how much gas you're saving I figured when the gas was around 350 a gallon for my typical, you know, riding during the year, I was commuting wise saving around $750. Wow. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Especially so, nowadays. It's a big so, deal. Although gas hasn't been that up, up there in When a while, I bought but... a new bike, I I said, "Honey, to my wife, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know how much I've saved and so I sure, yeah. tried it and it worked. It's so, a good yeah. justification right there, yeah, right? I've saved $750 a year so let me buy a new bike. But, that's so huge. I'd have the weekend bike, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so what does that bike entail then? So that's a really nice bike. Now that's a carbon fiber. Okay. A, a giant brand bike, which is a really nice bike. Mm-hmm. And um it's a lot it's faster. It's got the thin skinny high uh, pressure tires on it so okay. it, it rolls. Yeah, it yeah. eats up the miles. Huh. So I've done centuries on both of them. They're both nice bikes to do it on, but the the weekend bike really is the one that really eats the miles faster. I, I'm actually picturing a car. You've got your, you know, the nice car you keep in the garage for a while, and then <laughs> you've got right. the one you take back and forth That's to right. work. Yep. <laughs> you got the, the, the Jeep and the Miata. The there we go. Yeah, 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 exactly. That is awesome. I, I, I do tell people that my weekend bike is my Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> That's that's exactly what I was getting yeah. at there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Do you do you do this rain or shine, or do you do you have some kind of like your cutoff point? Like, you know, I try obviously and avoid, if it's lightning out, I probably wouldn't yeah. recommend riding your bike. I mean, to I've work. ridden in the rain, but I try and avoid it. I try and watch, and there's not too many days that I can't ride or I get caught. But I've um, I live right next door to um, Kevin and Anna Desso, so oh, okay. If uh, I get caught on an afternoon where it's rainy, I you know, walk over and ask if I could get a, <laughs> me, Perfect. And the, me and the bike could get a ride home. Uh-huh. So that's happened. That's real nice. That's I'll cool. tell you a story though. Last yeah. year I was, uh, I usually ride Playbird as I said, but there was a bad weather day and you know, the, the clouds were, were coming. And so I rode Jay and I got just maybe a mile down Jay or so heading back towards Sheboygan and I got a flat. I had a, a nail actually going to the tire. Oh no. And I had five different Johnsonville folks stop along as I was trying to get Aww. my tire fixed and ask. That's if I was pretty okay. neat. It's pretty neat. So I actually sent a note out to the company the next day and said, "Hey, the Johnsonville way, you know, after work." That is really huge. Neat. That yeah. is cool. I am really happy you told that story. Yeah, that I, I love hearing that sort of Such a big deal. Yeah. yeah, it was really neat. Huh. That's cool. So then, I guess what what would be your favorite part? about you know riding to and from work obviously you've got the things you describe but is there another facet to you know, riding to and from work well, i've done you know endurance exercising for so long it's it's a habit okay so if i don't do it some form of it i you know i don't really have to even think about it i miss it okay so hmm. you know I, I in fact in the winter i actually this morning i was on a spin bike in my basement for an hour really so if I don't do that kind of thing year round, I really miss it. So it's part of yeah. that. It's, it's you know that internal drive, that internal like I would say it's you know really a habit, mm-hmm. a positive addiction. Sure, exactly. Um, and it gets me back and forth to work, <laughs> which is a plus. So are you leaving around? Because when I drive to work, I see some really amazing sunrises. Are you out there at that time when you're kind of witnessing kind of the day changing and? Yeah, in order to get you know to work on time, I'm 
you know, or especially earlier and later in the season. I'm, you know, I don't, again, I don't ride in the dark, mm-hmm. but around, you know, it can be kind of duskish. Sure. Sun coming up when I'm out and it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. And you see some wildlife and. I think there's something Man. really special about being out in nature by yourself too. That's mm-hmm. that's a really good feeling, I guess. Maybe some people aren't into that sort of thing, but I am. <laughs> I love sort of having those moments where you you find yourself saying, "Oh, I wish I could take a picture or tell somebody about it," and then you find yourself going, "No, I'm just going to enjoy this for mm-hmm. myself." And you must have a lot of those moments when you're on your bike. Well, you know, whether you're running or biking, it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. You're not sure. making noise. Yeah. And so I've looked over and seen a deer running in the ditch beside me, yeah. you know. Uh, I've had to slow down on my bike, on, you know, when I've had it at our farm. A couple years ago, I looked, and there was a, a deer just tearing across the field, and I just calculated we were going to come together. <laughs> it. it wasn't paying attention to me. No. And I sure. the brakes, and it maybe 20 feet ahead of me, and I heard the hooves hit the pavement, you know, and yeah, crossed the other ditch and kept going, and it, and it it just absolutely would have run me over. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, yeah, Knocked you right off your experiences. bike. Have you ever been chased by a dog? <laughs> That's my big fear. <laughs> I actually, and I love dogs, but still. <laughs> on the, an earlier um, weekend bike that I had, when we lived in Arkansas, I had a pit bull, and, you know, uh, that one one spot in the one of my rides. And I'd always try and get my speed up so I could get past and it sure. couldn't catch me. And one time I just didn't quite do it. And I T-boned it. <gasps> didn't hurt the dog, but it messed up my back wheel and yeah. stuff like that. And so, huh. yep, but I I didn't crash or anything. But yeah, oh, but wow. I, I, not too often, not mm. too often. Well, I suppose I mean, luckily where you're biking, there's probably not too many. I was gonna uh, say I know there's a dog over. Yeah, on I think it's that. Dir- uh, Mark Bennett from marketing. Yeah, who's you know behind this podcast goes running over there, and he said it's like clockwork. There's this dog mm. that runs after south you south of Johnsonville. Yeah, yeah. so. That's why More running-wise, I've had most dogs know they're not going to catch you on the bike. Sure, mm-hmm. and sure. they bark, and but <laughs> I, I don't, when you're running, you're really at risk. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? definitely. So, what do you wear for a commute? You know, I, I imagine you wear something a little different on the weekend when you're going further than you would on your way to work. You're not really yeah. Do you up do you wear the suit and tie or? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, but I, I'm a sweater, so oh, uh, yeah. you know, I wear similar gear. Both, and I have to, I have to take a shower. Yeah, sure. You know, when I get to work, because there's just no way, especially, you know, in, in the summer. But oh yeah, it's the normal, you know, stretchy. Mm-hmm. I've got a good friend who lives out in Colorado who's didn't grow up that way at all, and I tell him that I wear lycra, and he just does that. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I lived in Bayside for a long time, and there's a huge biking community. I mean, there's constantly people coming through, and you can tell a lot of people are wearing the same colors, so they must be part of a group or whatever. But I imagine that makes it a lot easier on your it's, body and just, you know, maneuverability yeah. to have something like that on as opposed there's to There's a reason for the materials and how yeah. the clothing's designed to make it easier on you. And, you don't understand until you just wear a regular pair of shorts or a cotton T-shirt or something you know, like sure. that. One word, it's called chafing, probably. Chafing is, <laughs> yeah, and sweating. And, yeah. You know, and it, you know, the, the new materials are just so nice in terms of breathability and mm-hmm. wicking moisture, et cetera, sure. et cetera. So. It is amazing how far we've come. I mean, I don't know much about, right. but I was a kid to now seeing, you know, how, you know, workout clothes in general have morphed. It is amazing. There's a lot of like so. actual engineering that goes into clothing yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. So yeah. do you. And it's expensive. So I watched yeah. Catch It On Sale. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
Do you have like a a dream ride that you'd like to do somewhere, you know, in another country where there's some legendary road that has amazing views that people always talk about? Uh, my wife and I, a few years ago, uh, took a trip uh, and spent two weeks on the South Island of New Zealand. Oh, oh boy. And there was a lot of places there <laughs> that it would have been nice. Wow. Traffic wasn't bad and it's just been some beautiful spots. Well, that's where Lord of the Rings was filmed, right? And I think so, the, yeah. The, it's amazing, yeah. yeah it's I could just about imagine, because I know when I go to someplace that's not southeastern Wisconsin, um, and, and sometimes I'll feel inspired or something, and I don't have my guitar with me, like it's a feeling like, oh, uh, I wish yeah. I had that right now. So I can only imagine what you were going through, seeing all these mountains and rolling hills and things. Oh, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. But you know, where we live here really is is nice for biking too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, and I've lived in Colorado a couple of different times, and it's obviously there's beautiful areas there too. Sure. But uh, we live in a, a pretty darn nice place to, yeah. to bike. Do you make it out to the kettles at all? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, oh, I, beautiful. last fall I was out uh, with Phil O'Connor and I rode and um, came around a corner, and here's a, just a big old hill you know really yeah kind of like maybe like west virginia or something like that but sure a nice big hill i was like wow this is nice yeah, yeah. that is something else well wow, you sound like you've lived all over the place he's mentioned like i think three I know. or four <laughs> states now <laughs> forest gump yeah, yeah right wow <laughs> what he's alluding to ladies and gentlemen is we do some icebreakers before we actually start this off and and we always ask the question who we'd like to have play him in a movie and he definitely brought up Forrest Gump but he'd have Paul Newman play him <laughs> in a Forrest Gump type movie so that's what he's getting at I think we're getting a little picture of that yes yes that's great Very now cool. does your wife ride at all with you or or at all no she doesn't okay no, she doesn't all right no. your kids she tried once yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not like riding a bike is it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> She could ride, but it's just there's you know if if you're not super athletic, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. just it's tough because I'm just kind of coasting. Yep, yeah. She's trying hard, you know. Sure, so sure. It's tough, especially well, it's, going up hills. Yeah, I'm sure it takes a while to get comfortable on a bike too. To me, it's not the most comfortable thing until mm-hmm. you find that bike or that muscle memory to you know. And mm-hmm. the on the seats too. I mean, like especially on my weekend bike. There's not very much padding, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, but you get used to that. Sure, mm-hmm. it's not bad. But do you use um, the facility here, the n- the new facility, and any of those? What I've used it as is just a place to shower. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I see they <laughs> that have works some too. Bikes yeah. down there that are more in the style of yeah. like. Yeah. When they spinning. trained us, they they said, you know, oh, these are for anybody who really enjoys biking, and you know, so. I've cool. got my own at home. I yeah, oh. bike, and mm-hmm. so I. That's awesome. Cool. Just do it down in the basement. Yeah, and away you go. <laughs> so if someone were looking to get started, what would your your tips be for a beginner? Tips and tricks. I what kind say, of bike, that sort of thing? Don't go overboard on, you know, cost-wise because you want to make sure it's something you're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you want, having said that, I would say you don't want, I would say don't get a Walmart bike, for instance, probably, <laughs> because you want a bike that's, you can take back to a dealer and they can adjust it and, and you know, do repairs. And that's going to be reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, get, get some of the, you know, at a reasonable cost, if you can, some of the good appropriate clothing. Sure. It makes it much more comfortable to, mm-hmm. to do it. And it's not going to be a turnoff, you know. Yeah. You don't want the bike or your equipment, you know, other equipment to be a turnoff, uh, you know, as, as you try it out. So. Sure. I would just say get into it as reasonable as you can. Maybe buy a, a nicer bike, but on Craigslist 
or something like oh, that. Oh, sure. You get a yeah. deal. Something mm-hmm. used, maybe. But you can get a, a better bike than you might, you know, buying brand new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, better cost. Great. What uh, what kind of payload are you carrying? Do you have a backpack or anything that you... So when I, um, on the weekends, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, water bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, but back and forth to work, yeah, I do. I leave some things in a locker here, mm-hmm. some clothing. But then yeah, every day I've got just a really light backpack that sure. I've got on. Great. Yeah. Man, I'm sitting here. I, I live, well, it's in Batavia, so... I'm sitting here thinking about... It's a 20-minute drive in a car. <laughs> what kind of trek that would be on a bike? There's a I, lot of hills coming from your uh-huh, house, too. Uh-huh. Like a lot. You'd get used to it, though. Yeah. That's part of getting in shape and getting acclimated to it. It's After a while, you're like, oh, that's just what I do. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And, and you don't listen to music, do you, when you're... No. I like that'd be dangerous. As a runner and a biker, I, yeah. I want to be aware of my surroundings. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to be... A, Especially on the bike when you're riding with traffic, mm-hmm. you really want to sure. you know, use your, your hearing. It your makes hearing. total sense. It's safety yeah. first. So, Do you see drivers doing something that you wish they knew that they shouldn't be doing around bikers? I feel like I feel like I see a biker and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> you know, huh. do I Let's share the lane one. with them? Do I wait? You know, what, what are we supposed to do to watch out for you guys so that you're safe? Well, bikes have, you know... The same, same right rules, away. Yeah. The same right away as, as cars do. Obviously, bikes should be um, aware that they are sharing the road, and mm-hmm. you know, I stay over to the right as much as I can without, you know, putting myself at risk in terms of you know going into the ditch or getting in the gravel and, and having an issue there. But I think both sides have to be respectful of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice when cars don't pass you at speed really close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, all of a sudden you got a car wasn't by you and you didn't see it or hear it yeah and they're going by you at 50 or 60 miles an hour and what they even do in some of these going up ls which you know the speed limit's nothing near that mm-hmm. so i would say proximity it's nice or not i've had people passing coming the other way and passing and I'm, oh you know and that's terrifying that's oh my gosh. not great either you know <laughs> so just just common sense and awareness mm-hmm. sure do you use the arm signals for turning I and do. things like that okay I do. yep that's probably a lost art art form, you know. Some yeah, That's, some people you see doing it. Some you're just guessing where they're yeah. going at some point. <laughs> and you're, and you're, you know the biker's mostly at risk, obviously. So you've, yeah, you've it's got for to their be own safety. And look away, plan ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. those types of things. And if it's not a good situation, if you know, like I'll make the turn onto Playbird off of LS, and if there's cars coming, there's you know I can make a right turn or a left turn there. And sometimes I'll just make a loop onto the right oh. turn and then then go straight across. Versus trying to get people that are going 45 miles an hour to stop and mm-hmm. yeah. get in their way and, you know, obviously be mm-hmm. at risk in that sure. situation. So just think, got to have your thinking cap on. She can say that's just using the old noodle right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Perfect. So are you, are you ready to start commuting on your bike tour? Um, it's going to be a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, I'll give it a shot. Really? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Joe's going to try biking to work. <laughs> that would be interesting to try that. You know, I, I know one day I would be like a I'd terrible thing. I feel I'd rather try biking home before I tried biking to That's work. a good point. Yeah, guys, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make it in today. Are <laughs> 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 you just like sleeping under your desk later? You'd well, then you're not feeling rushed, you know? Well, yeah. Just give yourself time. And you'd be surprised quickly if you really enjoyed it how mm-hmm. quickly it just become part of your life yeah so where i grew up um in decatur which is over by random lake 
Uh, I used to work in Random Lake, and it's literally, I don't know, all of six miles away, not even. And uh, But I used to go down Highway K, and I was like, oh, it's the summertime. I could save some money. I'll take the bike. Well, there's this huge hill that you got to get up <laughs> to get to Highway 57. And I just... Man, I tried it for a week and I could not commit to it after that, you know, so I'm thinking back to that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's when I was like 20 years old. So. Right. <laughs> Probably in your prime, you know, physically. Uh, well. well, it depends on, you know, again, the, the type of bike helps. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Right. I was using some old, you know, old mountain bike, you know, with the big, um, I don't even know what you, you, you had a term for the, the wheels that come with a mountain bike. The knobbies. The knobbies, yes. The knobbies. Definitely not the best for riding yeah. up a hill with that. There's more rolling resistance to those. That's why I got the, the slicks on mine. Yeah. That's awesome. And how does that work? I never really understood gears. Well, I sort of understand it because I've driven a <laughs> manual car. But when you're going up a hill like that, do you want to be in a lower gear or a higher gear? How does that work? Well, they would call it a higher gear, which is the easier spin. Okay. So you, what you want to try and do is kind of maintain the cadence. They talk about 90 um, RPMs. Okay. About right. I don't quite. I, I grind a little bit more than that. I don't go quite that fast. Mm-hmm. But you want to keep up, kind of keep your momentum even into a hill and not feel like it's dragging on you too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's work. But so, yeah, you. it depends on the person. I mean, I've got you know, a lot of muscle in the legs. So sure. I, can, I can ride in a different gear than, than some people can. And there's people that can ride higher, harder gears than I can up a hill, but it depends on the person, um, your level of fitness, the weight of your bike, all those kind of things add up to, you know, how you're most efficient getting up that hill. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. The ins and outs of riding to work. I always say it's just like riding a bike, but I feel like it's more complicated than that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a bike in years. Yeah. I can't imagine. But the more technical, you know, the train you're riding, then the, you know, the more noticeable you, it is in terms of your degree of fitness and the, you know, the bike you're riding and how that all works together. Sure. So is there a, a biking community in Sheboygan? Yeah, there's groups that meet at, uh, you know, a couple of the bike shops on a regular basis. I, I ride past some of the groups from time to time and wave. And <laughs> yeah. Just hi. <laughs> yeah, like you say, Shane Bennett, he's he's involved with, sure, yeah. sure. with one of the groups that meets up once a week, I believe. And okay. I think that, you know, they've done some some of the organized weekend rides, centuries and stuff together. So wow. there's definitely the opportunity if you want to, to, want to do that. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you have anything else about... Uh, you know, right at bike etiquette or any anything having to do with. I bike? just would encourage people to do it. It's kind of funny. You know, I'm the you know the guy that rides the bike to work. You know, people know me around sure. Johnsonville that way. Uh-huh. So I try and be a you know a positive ambassador for it. You know, and mm-hmm. encourage people to do it. But it's you know it's a commitment. It's something that you just have to get used to doing. And again, as I said, it really is a positive habit, and it just becomes something you know it's yeah. part of your life, and you miss it if you don't do it. So people can get to that place then it uh, makes it a lot easier yeah Yeah, well who knows maybe this will get started something like uh forrest gump where he's out running and all of a sudden there's a whole (laughs) whole group group behind behind (laughs) you riding their bike into work well meet Uh, me at the corner of ls (laughs) and playbird at around uh 7 15 in the morning nice when the riding season starts that's fantastic that'd be great if somebody did i i really hope so yeah 
I'm really glad you came on. This yeah, has been great. Too. I didn't think there'd be all this much about riding your bike to work. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. That's very cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you. And then, as we always do, uh, we have our guests sign us off. So if you wouldn't mind. Will do. This is Stuart Enzer, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. 